0: Welcome to How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident? My name is Rebecca, and this is the podcast where I interview my friends and peers to figure out, well, how the fuck they got to be so confident. In this episode, I chat with actor, comedian, and writer Patty Guggenheim. We talk about tapping into the cosmic flow, the importance of finding a supportive community, discovering your purpose and letting it guide you, and so much more. This is how the fuck did you get so confident? With guest Patty Guggenheim. Well, let's jump in then. Okay. So my first question is, what does confidence mean to you? So some people say um, one of the episodes, the one I just released today, they said that like confidence to them is courage. So it's like, you know, knowing that you might fail and still doing it anyway. Someone said confidence to them is curiosity, constantly like asking why and asking questions. So, to you, what does confidence mean?
1: Confidence to me, those both courage and curiosity, I think, definitely go hand in hand for me. Um, Because it's like the opposite of fear, I think. When I'm not feeling fearful, I'm feeling curious about what the thing is and then confident to, like, pursue. Basically, confidence to me feels like not caring what anyone is going to think about this Mm -hmm. and just knowing, like, I have to do this. I want to do this. I don't care if I fail. And the fear thing is kind of in the backseat.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that seems like a pretty – a pretty common um, like idea of confidence. It's interesting. The more I do these, the more it's like the stereotypical confidence is not necessarily confidence. You know, that like loud, big energy does not equate to confidence, um, agree. which is just super helpful to remember. Um, were you? Yeah.
1: Yeah, go ahead. There's like a quietness to it that doesn't... Sometimes I feel like when the loud... Basically, I think it it can be either the really loud or the really quiet, but it's just more of like an underlying like frequency. hmm. Um, yeah, I know. I think of that song like Demi Lovato song, like, like, you know, confident, you know, like I don't know strutting. that song. I, wait, isn't that? I'm sure you do. It's like. Okay, I'm not going to do it, but you know oh yeah now I know based on that (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah because sometimes whatever yeah it can be loud and it can be quiet were
0: you do you consider yourself a confident person now
1: yes now I do I think there was like a good middle chunk of life where I was not uh as a kid I was very confident because I didn't know I was being confident. I didn't know it was wrong to like, basically, I was com- very confident until middle school when I was told, like, I shouldn't be confident. I was like very chunky and like, how, you know, I was such a huge dork and kind of got those little messages from like Mean Girl that was like, hey, you shouldn't be wearing that tube top or whatever. Right. And then, and it was always about that kind of stuff. And I was like, why do I care? But now I'm like, why did I care? But you just want to fit in. Of course. So I was definitely confident growing up. And like, I look back at pictures and I was um, super, you know, dork. Like, there's this picture of me where I'm like, I was a very chunky kid. Mm-hmm. And then my journal entry, I still have a little diary and it's like that exact time I look at the picture and I'm like oh boy this this kid's got trouble and then I read the journal entry and it's like there were like five really really cute guys on the train and they I think like like at least a few of them like me and we're like having like I just thought everybody liked me
0: yeah (laughs) but I don't know why I don't know how I got what a cool time capsule to have that you still have a journal from when you were younger do you still Mm -hmm. journal now as an adult
1: Mm -hmm. yeah almost every day
0: wow so that's something that wow okay so you've been doing that since you were a kid or did you like pick Mm -hmm. stop and then pick it back up
1: I have always done it I've always done it
0: how where did you get that like idea to do it as a kid
1: I have no idea I have no idea I think I probably got one of those diaries with, like, the little lock on it. The best kind, yeah. And I was like, well, I got to fill this with juicy stuff, so if I'm going to lock it, I got to make it spicy. So I would just kind of, yeah, I have them back from, like, I don't know, third, fourth grade. Wow. On. Yeah, and they're pretty fun. I mean, and I still have, I've got a little bit of a hoarder, so I don't know what that, I don't know, for your hoarder podcast in the yeah, future. yeah. yeah um I still have them all and you know so I have like first kiss and all the things like (gasps) documented and it's kind of fun but it's also like a little weird
0: (laughs) I think that's so fun I'm like a freak for nostalgia I mean I'm sure a lot of a lot of people are but it's like I could if given the chance I would just live in the past and like if I could just I just cherish nostalgia so much that. Me
1: too. The
0: fact that you have that and you're able to go back. That's sort of like, you know, how I treat social media now is like, is just like a diary of things mm-hmm. that I want to go back to or like just like a a, a a moment in time that's captured. Yes. And it's like I don't know, it's so hard these days with, with social media because it feels like a permanent thing like it's gonna be there forever and that's true but it's also important to remember like values shift and change and things that you're into shift and change and this specific diary entry or this specific post or whatever is just a a moment in time you know how you feel Mm -hmm. right then and there it doesn't have to be such like a permanent thing but the fact that you have this diary this journal that captures all those moments is absolutely incredible
1: yeah it's pretty fun I haven't Gotten into them in a while, but yeah, kind of surreal. Kind of surreal to it's fun to get back into the brain of like a 13 year old girl, and it helps, I think, for writing and improv. Like when you're writing other point of views than just your own, right. like you need to be able to tap back into that, so it's good for that. Um, but yeah, where'd you grow up? I'm curious. I was
0: going to say, where did you grow up? I don't know where you grew up. <laughs>
1: where you where did you grow up? <laughs> um, in Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay. D-
0: did you go from... So, wait. Okay, break it down. I'm from Florida.
1: Florida where? Florida where? <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so many excited. She's very excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> I was born in Miami. I didn't grow up in Miami. I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida, so the East Coast. Of Florida um which is uh why Laura Chin and I like share a love for the state and all things Florida girls I you know I absolutely loved and um it was like fucking looking into my youth like a lot of those episodes it's so
1: wild because she's from
0: like Clearwater or Tampa Clearwater yeah Clearwater um but that's that's the other coast right it's the other coast but like you know, But same, Florida, Florida it's a at tiny a point. Yes. Um,
1: uh, yes. Well, what's that show too? Like, yes, it was Florida, but so many of the stories, I was like, this is also my. Uh, so much of this is also Indianapolis, like, yep, in a weird way. Um, less flip flops, but like, just the same like high school dumb yeah, stuff.
0: Yeah yeah i mean also that's a note to laura's writing and whoever yes. else i'm not sure who else wrote on the show but like that it's um universal uh, mm-hmm. okay indianapolis is where you're from yeah okay yeah. so
1: crossroads of america baby
0: <laughs> did you do you have any siblings
1: a brother younger brother a younger
0: brother did you feel mm-hmm. any sort of like role of like being a caretaker to him as the older of the two siblings? Yes.
1: Absolutely, because I was always like the senior when he was a freshman, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. high school and college. So I was very protective. And he's also, he's like a, the most gentle, kind soul. And you just don't find a lot of people who are just that raw and like impressionable and, and sweet and really caring. So I was so I was like, kid, I was very very protective. Yeah, because I was like, this this guy, he's an angel. He's a true angel.
0: Um, is this is such a super woo woo question? What's his sign?
1: Capricorn.
0: Oh, his and- birthday is
1: yesterday. It was yesterday. His birthday. Uh huh.
0: Oh, okay, cool. Okay. So oh, I- did you ask about him or me? Ask about him. No, ask about him. Yes. Capricorn, Capricorn, yeah. He was yesterday. Okay, interesting. I'm Capricorn too. Um, yeah. You are. When's your birthday? December twenty third. Wow. Oh. Yeah. I'm on the cusp of Sagittarius, but I, I am an Earth okay. sign. Um, that's interesting. That he's so sweet and yeah. approachable. I would have thought he was. This is if if you don't like astrology, you are not going to give a fuck about what I'm about to say. But, mm. um, he sounds like an Aries to me, or like he sounds like really, yeah, like he sounds like the, like. I don't even know your brother. I only know one sentence that you said. But like a very like whimsical child, like childlike, like like, lovely, raw energy.
1: He's way more grounded Grounded. earth. Like he was like an adult before I was. Like he was, he was like when I was growing up, I was having the parties. And I was like, he would be like, we shouldn't, we shouldn't. You know, he was kind of like parenting me. (laughs) Like he he's very pure of heart but and so grounded. What not sign a, are you, what sign are you? I'm an Aquarius.
0: Oh, that's fun.
1: It's a fun one.
0: <laughs> okay, so you grew up with your brother. Did you feel any sort yeah. of um like what what was confidence something your parents instilled in you as a kid or was that not really one of the qualities that they sort of instilled?
1: I think they are confident people. I think they both have a ton of personality. And um, I was also like the first grandchild and the first child in the family. So I think in a weird way, you're just like, I'm the only thing that Matt, it's this weird kind of fucked up thing that happens where you're like first child, first grandchild, you're like the center of attention. And you're like, whatever I do, someone's gonna watch it and love it. So I think that kind of, um, and my parents are just awesome. I mean, everyone has their weird sh- stuff going on, but they just are very, they have strong personalities, mm, Okay. but like Midwest mm. in a Midwest way, it's Got not it. like a outward, they're not like yelling in the streets. They're just like, cool. Yeah. I don't know. They yeah. have friends.
0: Yeah. So you – okay, so you got your confidence knocked in middle school like everybody does. truly every single person that I've interviewed um, has said how middle school was just the fucking worst. Yeah. Uh,
1: Okay, so then you – It's – yeah, it's weird though because I'm sure everyone you've interviewed like grew so much from that that it's like I hate it. I hate that there were these bullies and things, but then I'm also – so grateful that we have you know all like had those experiences to grow from because i think about the people who were very confident in middle school and it was probably because it was like that faux confidence because they were like bullying someone and like the people who were doing that they're not having a great time right now i mean not to be like shitty but Some of them are. Everyone's fine. Whatever. Maybe we'll cut that part out. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. They suck. No, 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 no.
0: (laughs) Um, Okay, so then you go into high school, and what's your confidence level like in high school?
1: In high school, well, I went to summer camp every summer, which – So I would kind of get a restart in the summer Mm. and that helped because I was away for five weeks at a time. So I was kind of like got to be away from the drama of like the ins and outs of like who said who to what, who three way called who and who wasn't on to list. you know, like all this stuff, little meaning list, blah, 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 kind of. Got to go in the back seat, and I feel like I say that a lot. Get in the back seat. I just had therapy today, so you're getting a very raw. Oh,
0: like perfect. I had therapy. <laughs> I had therapy today too.
1: You did. We're just like melting, and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Um, so summer camp helped because I could ditch that, come back after like being outside and like connected to other things and like positivity and then come back and then going into high school, I kind of got involved in a lot of stuff. So that was probably my most fun, confident building time because I had my hands in all the things that I was interested in, like theater and orchestra and and the we had a sorority in high school so it was like that stupid mean girl stuff and that was an insane experience but when you start your sorority in high school podcast remember, remember that. Um, i didn't even know
0: that was a thing
1: no it's really not i i don't know people just it, there was hazing and there was like
0: were you in was, the sorority the high school
1: yeah sorority? yeah oh yeah. shit. it was called dolls don't overlook loyal loving sisters
0: And wait, that was like through the school or just like a group of people started
1: it? It was like some some group in the 70s started it. I've never heard of
0: that. The
1: school didn't sponsor it at all. They were like not involved because.
0: Why would they be? They would
1: have been shut down because we were all renting out the Marriott ballrooms and getting, you know, just wasted. It was really bad. It was really bad. The and then there was like a, the teach a teacher who would come DJ and he like made out with one of the students. Like it was such a scandal.
0: This is the most inappropriate. Uh, oh. a, I can't even believe it. Did that person get fired?
1: Eventually, <laughs> um, yeah. There were there was a lot of that at my high school. The teacher student stuff. Holy, shit. it was shit. a big big high school, and there was like. One guy got a student pregnant, and got fired, and then this other one was a DJ. He, he was the science teacher. He went to – I did a youth group. I'm like a half Jew, but also like a half youth group. And he would like go to the church and had a baby and a wife, and then he would come DJ these high school sorority dances and had a full-on relationship going on with one of the – like a sophomore in high school.
0: That is so fucking gross.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, really insane.
0: Okay, so, okay. Your high school sounds wild.
1: It was a wild part. I liked it because there was so much going on. It was kind of like college. It was like a huge high school. So many people, interests, things going on. And you could kind of just like, I don't know, be in – and a little bit of everything. And
0: yeah. So then you were, but you were confident then.
1: Yeah, that's when it, I ditched my mean girl. I actually, I was home a few months ago and I found a note that was from my like main mean girl. And it was like about, it was kind of like a breakup letter. Like, so I see you're hanging out with Ashley a lot. And um, that's fine. I'm not mad, but I just think it's probably better if we just, like, don't hang out for a little bit. And it was like, Ouch. okay, I was, like, I'm sure... I remember getting it and feeling, like, damn. But I was also, like, that was when I made, like, that's when I severed my tie with, like, this person who literally dragged me through the dirt from sixth to eighth grade. So it was, like, I think you, I just kind of found... I think so much of confidence, too, is like finding people around you because you absorb the energy of the people you're around.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And when that energy is like backstabby or somebody who has really low confidence, you take that on.
0: Right. But was that hard, getting that letter? Like,
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was hard, but... I could also feel myself like shedding a, like a layer of like, bad energy. So it was good, but bad. Yeah, Yeah, it felt really bad. Yeah, feels good to get a letter like
0: no, of course not. I don't like you. Yeah, (laughs) of course not. That sounds that sounds fucking awful. Um, but it's it's interesting that like even when you were in the moment, you still like had such a. Um, like expansive view of it to where you're like I'm shedding a layer this is painful but will be beneficial that's such a mature yeah. mindset to have in high school Um, I certainly would not have to <laughs> handled it like that
1: yeah I think I was probably just really ready I think I just was like really ready yeah but there have been many relationships like since then where it took a lot more pain and longer to like unwind you know So it wasn't like, oh, I had it all figured out. It was like that relationship had just like run its course. Right.
0: So then you graduate high school. Do you go to college? Did you go to college?
1: Yeah, I went to Indiana University.
0: Okay. And then how was that experience for you?
1: That was good. Um, That was was good. I liked it because where would you go? Did you go to college?
0: Yeah, I did. I went to University of Florida.
1: Oh, you did? Yeah. I I hated it. You did? Oh, yeah. What was the vibe?
0: It was a party, but it was very Greek. Um, You know, fraternity sorority was very sports heavy. Um, Mm. And I tried my best to fit in, but I could not find any people that were like sort of in my community, like the artistic sort of community that I was looking for. I like just couldn't find it.
1: Yeah, it's like finding those people. It's just the most important. It
0: is. Did you find them in
1: college? I think like half of my high school went to Indiana University. So I think I felt like I really wanted to go to like New York or NYU or Columbia. And I was like going to do that. And I don't think I had the confidence to do it at that point yeah I don't think I did I got into a relationship and I was like very serious about that and um wasn't ready to make that kind of step right. And so I kind of followed him and stayed in Indiana and Indiana is a really fun cool school but that is one of those like intersections of life where i'm like oh well i was and then i meet people who went to nyu and i'm like oh that that could have well i could like it's weird to kind of be like oh well i made that decision right there um
0: yeah but i mean everybody that i know has so much debt from (laughs) nyu like so maybe you
1: you say i didn't have that there you go i did save a lot of money there you go
0: yeah but yeah i know i know exactly Um, what you mean
1: Yeah, but I think I could find the positive in it. Um, I think that's one thing that my dad really like instilled in me is like look to the positive of things Mm -hmm. and like almost to a fault sometimes where it's like we're not talking about anything that needs to be discussed. Um, But I wonder if that's like a Midwestern vibe. I think it is. I think it is like everything's all you know gravy and then there might be some like stuff under the rug that we need to we're just trampling over Mm -hmm. but um but the really positive part of it is like when you get somewhere you can adapt and like find the good parts of it so I think I used that then and I was like it's a beautiful camp it's like the ultimate college experience Mm -hmm. because it's like the midwest leaves changing and you know, just walk into class. I don't know. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. And the thing that really made the difference was there was a class there, which unfortunately doesn't exist anymore that directly relates to TV, radio TV. So we would do like a TV show every week, like an SNL show. So I did that for my whole college. And that's where I was like, these are the people and most of them are out in LA and doing stuff. So that's, it was, like, a direct, you yeah. know, relationship. To That's so great here. that you
0: found that and that your school offered that. Um, did So then you graduate and then you moved to L.A. Is
1: that how it went down? Um, my senior year, I got an internship at uh, Comedy Central with um, David Spade show. Show of a show with David Spade. And I, yeah, I just always loved SNL and, like, had a family friend who wrote on it and so I found out I weirdly ran into him at the Nordstrom shoe department in Indianapolis and I was like hi I you don't know me um I know who you are and I heard you pitched a show and if it goes I would just I would love to do anything I'll do coffee I'll do whatever like I would had balls I don't know why or how but every once in a while you get like a spark and you're like I just got to say the thing you know do you ever have those decisions where you're like i can either say the thing or not say the thing oh yeah and i'm really happy i said the thing but i would say most of the time i don't say the thing (laughs) yeah say the thing be bold like yeah 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 so i just said it what did he say to you (laughs) he was like Okay. Yeah. Great to meet you. Yeah. Thank you. But, okay, usually, yeah but usually, yeah. But usually, it like ends like that. Like we put
0: in our heads like that it's gonna be that they're gonna be like this fucking bitch. I know. She, how dare she ask a question I about know. a passion she has when like <laughs> when <laughs> in reality they're like, oh yeah, cool. I'll definitely consider you.
1: And you're like, and then people like love it because yeah. they're like, oh, this person is gonna do say the thing, and then months later. I, we get a call, my mom got a call and she thought it was an army recruiter and she was like, no, she's not home because they were calling, you know, at the end of high school and he was like, well, this is Michael Weinberg from Hollywood. I think she's going to want to take this call
0: <laughs> from Hollywood, like, from the entire city of
1: Hollywood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you literally said that and it's written down on a piece of paper. Yeah. And so I called him and then did the internship my senior year and then really really loved it out here so
0: did you so were you originally wanted uh, coming out here to be a comedy writer an actor or both
1: i didn't know i mean in the midwest i don't know how you felt but i didn't know anyone who did anything other than like a job you could have in the midwest i didn't know any performers or writers really i knew of that one guy who was a friend of a friend right and so that he was literally the like light I attached to. Other than that, I was like, maybe I'll do journalism. I was, I did an internship for you know broadcast television. I didn't. I was like, I know I want to be on TV. I know I love comedy and writing, but I didn't. I couldn't put it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When I got out here, I didn't know how to say like, I want to be an actor and a writer, and that's what I do. Yeah. I would be nervous, and I would say like. I'm here to be a botanist like because I was just sick of hearing that like out at places that people were there to be an actor so I was like yeah I'm here to be a botanist and I would say that for a few, a few years yeah.
0: I love that uh it might be I didn't know anybody either but you said it's when you're speaking it sounds like Casey my my um fiance, who he's from the Midwest he's from Minnesota and oh, really yeah he's from Minnesota and he said that like he wanted to be in comedy. He didn't know writing, acting, whatever. And so he thought, you know, in the Midwest, the closest thing to that is, like, writing TV commercials or, like – Yeah. And so that's, that's what he thought he was going to end up doing was writing yeah. TV commercials. And oh. um, so it sounds very similar to what you're saying where it's, like, I don't know anybody who can do the thing. What's, like, the acceptable Midwest version yeah. of what I want to do and then uh, yeah. figuring it out from there?
1: Right. So I know. Yeah, go ahead. No,
0: I was going to I was going to say. So you got here. I was just going to go back to our chronological
1: oh, timeline. Yeah, well. I got. Yeah, I got here and I went way off the path. Um. But what did you do? I what think, does that
0: mean way off the path?
1: Um. Well, I got into finance and. I got engaged, and I, like, quit acting.
0: Whoa, this is huge. We have to talk about
1: this if you're comfortable with it. It was super weird, and really, it was, like, my dark times. Mm -hmm. um, Darkest of times. And it was, it kind of ties to the Midwest thing. Like, I, part of the reason Part of like my purpose, I think, or mission out here is not just to like do comedy, but I really want to like express to people in places where it's not and I think it's probably easier now that there is Internet, YouTube, like you can actually kind of do things. But like I feel like not having to fall into a certain idea of what you should be doing and just actually listening to your inner child and your inner voice and what really like sparks your fire at an earlier age to pursue something that's gonna really excite you throughout your life and that goes for like all people all genders all races everybody like we all have something that like really lights our fire and i know quite a few people who kind of tamped it down to fit into something else and so I think that's super uh part of what I really want to accomplish in life but that wasn't the question at all but um (laughs) (laughs) I got out here and I didn't know we I was working on that show and we would have hiatuses like we, we had three seasons but in between it would be like okay You're done. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like I had no concept. I was like, well, this will be my job for the next few years and then I'll, you know, do acting and writing. But it would just end and then you would be kind of like just left out here. And then I was just like, I didn't, I didn't have my like group of people yet. I didn't find my people. Even though I had a friend from high school who literally dragged me into the Groundlings to take a pamphlet and like sign up for a basic class, which was like so awesome of her. I really owe her for that. And um, But I still like knowing that that is what I wanted to do and probably where I was gonna end up. And weirdly on the showbiz show, there were some groundlings, women who did parts on that show. And I remember meeting them and being like, oh my God, I'm gonna be like that. I wanna be, this is what I wanna do. And now I'm like great friends with them but it took, like, 10 years. Isn't that of, wild
0: and cool? Whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: But it's truly, like, I went th- I'm grateful for the stuff I went through because now I'm, I can write it, and now I can, like, use it, and it, I grew a lot from it, and I learned a lot. But I got so... I was in finance. I just got into a relationship that was, like, not feeding the artistic part of me at all and yeah got into finance and then worked in finance and got like really involved in that world and I like went to New York to interview at a hedge fund like wow I was doing that in like 2007 and I was like what am I do like I it just honestly felt like what am I doing at a certain point where Mm -hmm. it was like and I was on a day trader reality show. I totally forgot about that. There was a day trader reality I was gonna show. I I did
0: not know that existed.
1: I don't know where it is or where it can be found, but um yeah, it was just like really deep into a weird different um lifetime.
0: So you like were still working at the David with uh the what's the David Spade show when you got this accounting job or a finance
1: job? I during a hiatus i worked at i had a friend from indiana who worked there also so it was like a friend had this job and so i was gonna do this yeah. waitressing job too right and then we both worked there and it was like the grossest group of people like i do not that i just not to like talk badly about people but it was just like um the vibe was like you know have, you've you been to a vibe. hollywood club yeah where it's like like yeah who are these people who are like hanging out at three yeah so it was just a not my not my scene yeah but i adapted to that scene and got involved in that scene and then met the owner of that place and he had this assistant job at this firm got and it. so i worked there and then kind of work worked my way up I worked my way up in the finance world when I really should have been like working my way up in the comedy world but I wasn't confident enough to do it
0: yeah I mean I think everybody had I mean not everybody but like most people have some version of that where they get caught up in you know for me I was I worked at a restaurant I or as a bartender or cocktail server or whatever for so long and I made such good money but like I was so tired because that was all I was doing I couldn't put I couldn't put any focus into what I actually wanted to do which is you know comedy art like what I went to conservatory school for theater yeah and but I was like well this is status quo I I, you know it's harder to not do this at this point than just do it so I'm going to keep moving along but Mm -hmm. the restaurant um shut down they And that was the only, that's really the only reason I'm probably still not working there is because they shut down and I was like, all right, I told myself this was going to be the last restaurant job I had, so I'm not going to go find another one. Now that it's shut down, this is like, it's really divine timing and whether you recognize it or not, there's a reason, I mean, I think there's a reason why you had to do this like finance chapter and, and that it gave you something that if you didn't didn't if you didn't do it I just feel like there's a reason for it but but does not make it easier to digest yes.
1: right I think I'm still working through it yeah. I mean there was a lot involved I worked for a guy who ended up like getting just being uh, hashtag me too
0: yeah
1: and then
0: that seems pretty common in, in that, in, that, uh, in the finance yeah, world or fun world or whatever.
1: It got really, like, intertwined, though, in, like, my psyche, like, mental fuckedness. Yeah. It was, like, cultish. And I was, like – scary. Like, I watched The Vow and stuff like that and, like, some of the verbiage and some of the stuff going – I'm, like, oh, my – it's, like, hard to admit, but I'm, like, I've felt some of those things, like, yeah. those really manipulative – things and as like a midwesterner who I mean it can be anyone from anywhere but like if you're not armed with like this really like tough like Teflon stuff dealing with some people it yeah just bad yeah,
0: yeah. and like people don't understand it 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 happens it can happen to anybody it's not mm-hmm. a specific type of person like I didn't mm-hmm. see the vow, so I need to watch it but I don't know that I, I don't know that I can. I don't
1: know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I when I read the um the recent FK Twigs stuff that's going on with Shia LaBeouf, I don't know, did you read oh, about that? No, no, I know. Oh, that. just like him being like An an abusive partner and and all that stuff. I I felt the same way when I was reading that article because I have Mm -hmm. been in an abusive relationship too. And so I I relate to what you're saying with when you watch The Vow being like, oh, that's like the same verbiage. Like in this article I read, I was like, oh my God, that's the same verbiage. So like, you know, manipulative, narcissistic people exist in the world and it's really hard to – know how to deal with it in hindsight is 2020 20, and all of that stuff but it's something to to work through and you know yeah that's why we both have yeah. therapy today
1: <laughs> right right I know what like
0: I, I was gonna say I what, wish we yeah no, don't no, go, you go you wish what
1: I was just I wish the therapy was normalized from like a very much like yeah like your 20s oh yeah you know what I mean so anyway even from middle school
0: get them in there yeah. start up yeah. start them early right all right
1: so get them Scoot in them there them ahead.
0: um <laughs> <laughs> how did you pull yourself out of this dark time this because you were obviously in, engaged to somebody which is a huge deal you were in an industry that yeah. wasn't fulfilling to you but sounds like pretty high up in that industry there was toxic behavior happening how did you get out of that
1: a lot of toxic stuff. Um, I, when I got engaged, I was so freaked out. I didn't know it was coming and I was in shock. Um, I mean, I was like 20, really tw- wow. early 20s. Um, and I was like away from my home base. Like I was away from my people. So I signed up for every acting class I could find. I got back into the groundlings. I like, my days were filled with like, I was working in finance and then acting and I was like gone all the time and I just dove in. And finally like the wire, like the universe just like imploded my life because I was doing too much to not focus on the real issues and i just it was awful like i you know had to tell my fiance about this stuff at work he i mean it was like yeah so bad i mean it was just an implosion of and then i melted into a pile and he actively went it was kind of like the mean girl thing he actively went to talk to everyone I knew about what I had done to him. And like, so my relationships with all of my friends were compromised because I wasn't in a place to communicate what had just gone on in my life because I was like, wasn't ready to communicate about dark stuff anyway at all in life. And then I had, it, it was too much for my processing to work through. So I went home to Indiana for a few months and just like went to therapy every single day. This is like so personal. We can can change, I can switch
0: gears. I can switch gears right (laughs) now. No, no,
1: no, I'm going there. No, 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 this is totally fine. But I went to therapy every single day and started kind of combing through the things. And at a point it was like so bad that I was just, Every day, had to write down like, wake up, brush my teeth. You know, oh man, I like the most basic. So, have you been to that? Just like,
0: oh yeah,
1: brush teeth. That's it. That's all. Oh yeah, one thousand.
0: I mean, and I didn't even do that. I mean, like, (laughs) like (laughs) I have. I completely (laughs) relate to that feeling of like, how much more can one person take? How much more mm-hmm. trauma, toxicity, whatever verbiage you want to use, can one person take mm-hmm. before they break? And, like, I just mm-hmm. – I completely relate to what you're saying. Um, but yeah. it sounds like you had the, the like, foresight and the wherewithal to be like, I got to go take a break and I got to go to some some therapy, some daily therapy.
1: Well – you're putting it real nice because literally my brother had to come get me and put me on the plane and pack my little bag and send me off. Like I was not I making mean, a lot of I mean, how great that you have a
0: brother who cares about you so much to do that, you know? Very true. Because I remember I, a similar yeah. thing, but I like I was living with an abusive partner and I had to... Get a hotel room, but I didn't really have a core group of friends yet. I had no one to stay with. I remember asking one friend if I could stay with her. Not friends with her anymore for a bunch of reasons, but and she was like, she was like Mm. one of those like very like rich trust trust fund kit friends, and she was like, I'll pay for your hotel Mm. room, but it's just not a good time for you to to come over. And I was like,
1: Oh my,
0: I know we don't talk anymore. So I was like living at the Holiday Inn in (laughs) Burbank. You know, so it's like, yeah. Oh my so like God. we,
1: and there wasn't even a deadly virus. Like you could oh, easily yeah. been was, there. Oh yeah, this
0: was years and years and years ago. So I relate to your <laughs> like having to like someone having to pick you up and put you on a plane and do what you need to do. But yeah. it sounds like man, yeah, what a gift to be able to do that. I mean, not obviously, nobody wants to experience trauma, but to have a brother who was supporting you during that time. It sounds like it's still a very great support system for you.
1: Yes. Yeah, it was weird timing. He was like, he had just moved out here, and so he was here. Like, it's weird, like, looking back. It's like, clearly the universe is unfolding in a way, always. And we're just kind of in the tornado of it a lot of the time. can't see the forest through the trees kind of thing. So it's, like, it's taught me a lot that, like, the universe is going to support me. The universe is always here to support us. And we just have to kind of, like, give way yeah. to let and it do And so that's so, so hard sometimes. to accept,
0: too, especially with, like, traumas yeah. or things that are unpredictable, um, things that don't go yeah. according to plan. Like, it's hard, you know, when you're in it to be, like, the universe has got me. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's, like, why the f-? – this is so fucking unfair. Like, it's yeah. just – It's a, I think it's going to be like a lifelong thing that we have to work through and, you know, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. So you go back to Indiana, you're in therapy, then what happens?
1: Then I start to kind of like get my groove back a little bit. I just at least like getting outside. And then luckily somebody from that showbiz show who I, again, very ballsy at that time in my life. I was writing scripts for the show and like stuff. Like I was like this little intern, but they're like, I was like sending my scripts and telling people that I could do- That's incredible though. I'm like, I'm so embarrassed. I'm embarrassed a little bit looking back, but also those people that I met in that show, I still get to work with, which is really cool. So somebody, the head writer from that show, um, gave me a part in a movie. And so I just went and I was like, okay, well, this is my sign to get back to LA and and get into it and try it. So I moved in a place with my brother and got in just like, was like, okay, this is my my redo, my reset. And I just did comedy. And then you
0: go on to be a Groundlings main company member you go on to do a bunch mm-hmm. of different shows. You I don't want to only talk about the bad. I want to talk about all the good that has come oh, yeah, the good. since then as
1: well. Um yeah, since then. Yeah, I did I was in lab when I came back and so at Groundlings lab is like but I have, like, not, have, we done but I, have
0: I know the process. Yeah. Through the Zeitgeist and friends at Groundlings. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm sure. Yeah. So and you know everyone knows each other i think in the
0: but for people who world a little bit don't know lab go ahead explain yes
1: lab is like the level where you're writing and you're using the kit like you're doing character develop all the development all the way up until lab and lab you actually get to write for the characters so you're sitting down with a pen in class and you're getting different prompts and actually writing monologues in class and then performing them in class. So it's super fun. It was like my first chance to write for myself in that way through a character's lens. And I loved it, I loved it. And um, then just started meeting people from the Groundlings community. And I met Sophia Gonzalez who, became my writing partner and we you know just make these made each other laugh always it was just this community finally of people who was like oh these are the people these are like the little gyms in the city of <laughs> yeah some trash you know you kind of have to weed through a little bit to find the real people that you or you, you just do. have to search for
0: and a it's while. so and when you find the people yeah. it's so magical and beautiful yes. and like when you were talking about your brother at, at the beginning of this podcast and how like pure and wonderful he is I'm like and you said like there's just not a ton of people out there that are like that and it's so true like I used to think that you know everybody had good intentions or you know we're all working to help each other and da, 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 da. but the longer you live like Why did we
1: think that? I'm glad we did, though. I'm glad we did.
0: We thought, I mean, I truly thought that everybody was wonderful and great. And then the more you meet people, the more you're like, oh, that's not true. But, man, now do I appreciate the the, the few gems that I do have in my circle. Because, holy shit, it's rare. Um, Mm -hmm. So the fact that you could find that when coming back to LA through groundlings and through comedy is like incredible finding your people is hard and so rewarding yeah. when you find them
1: oh my god yeah so when do yeah. you feel
0: when do you feel most confident in your life
1: um probably most confident probably after i do like a weird like meditation or a dance in my living room I don't know like I think I can like stoke it um I have a Laura might talk about this too when you talk to Laura but she introduced me to this witch and we like go on I mean she's kind of she does meditation she does hypnosis she does all kinds of like a medical into it um, I went through crazy medical things too later on. So when you start your medical podcast, I have so many, I have so many podcasts. <laughs> I got to start after this. <laughs> I know. Um, she just takes, I don't know. She takes me to really great places. Um, kind of like breaks through that like third dimension, just to, like the up to the fifth, you know, we're just like in a new dimension. So I feel like when I could tap into that kind of cosmic place that Mm. where we're just kind of like flowing with the miracle, like everything is such a miracle. When I could remember those things, I really can feel the most confident and living in the moment-ness of life. Like I recently re-listened to um, Eckhart Tolle's the power of now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And just, like, every word he says, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, but this is kind of funny. I, I listen to the audio recording, and I think he does fart during the podcast right. or during the re- recording.
0: Beginning, middle, end? Like, where do we know I, where in the podcast? I'll have
1: to find the exact time, but you can hear it. And he just... <laughs> And he just floats by it because it's just a little poof of now, you know? Yeah.
0: And he was like, Um, they were like, hey, should we edit this out? And he was like, no, that was now. That was the... (laughs) That's
1: what life is all about. That's the
0: power of now. (laughs) You're hearing the power. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, wait. Wait, okay. So you're a witch. Do you, like,
1: Zoom with her? Do you, like, meet with her in person? We were meeting in person, uh, but now we're doing it over the phone. I mean, she doesn't have a cell phone. She barely, you know, it's like... Wow, this is very interesting to me, and I'm mm -hmm. going to message you after
0: this podcast to talk about it. Um, Oh, yeah. Because that sounds like something that I'd be super into.
1: Absolutely. And the more I do it, the more you kind of, like, realize... We all, I think we all have those intuitive channels within us. We, you know, like with kids, they have them. Like the younger the child is, um, the more we need their blood. No, I'm just kidding. Um, We, (laughs) (laughs) they're tuned into something else. You know, they're so close to the source. They're like, they are like yeah i just talked to great grandma in the sky you know Mm -hmm, they're mm -hmm. and then we are kind of like taught that that's "Eh, you're not supposed to say that like Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. or whatever not so literal version of like kind of quieting those
0: yeah we're conditioned to be like use use logic you know science science doesn't say that anything ha- there's an afterlife so just right. you know or whatever i don't know do you think right. there's an afterlife
1: i think that your soul rolls into a new new form yeah but i do think that there are spirits and afterward there's definitely and next
0: I agree thing. I agree with you that's just been something yeah. that's been on my mind a lot a lot lately yeah
1: like
0: afterlife and what is that and you know this is so not confidence related but like you know a lot of um like scientists or neurologists specifically are like well consciousness is only a result of the brain and once the brain dies consciousness goes with it um but then there are also scientists and neuro- neurologists who say there's something – that's that's too simple. There's there's something more complex that we just don't understand and probably will never understand. Um, mm-hmm. oh, I forgot what I was going to ask you. Oh, you, meditation. Do you do any specific mm-hmm. type of meditation or what does your meditation look like?
1: It's usually um, a guided, like, insight timer sometimes – or um just Karen the wonderful witch will take I'll just kind of repeat what she does.
0: Mm, okay, cool. For
1: myself. Do
0: you do that every day or just on days that are hard or like before performances or
1: well, I use it the most, which is interesting, like if I feel something physical coming on like um a cold or anything like have you heard of Louise Hay Mm -mm. she's um has this heal your body book I like literally always have it right next to me but she um talks about mental causes for physical illnesses and I went through very intense um illness like oh five seven or five years ago and it was from all the, like, repressed things that had been going on Um, and not knowing how to communicate about them and all these things. And I uh, got ulcerative colitis and was in the hospital two different times. Like, one first time it was, like, five days. The next time it was 11 days. Got on the most intense medication. Had to go to UCLA to their... um, oncology, uh, center to get like, um, my medication every month. Like I would have to sit there for three hours, like with all the cancer patients. And we were all just like, lo- you know, and I was like, it, it was just like, it blew my mind that that was going on for me because I had always been very, very healthy and But I would manifest all the emotions and things. It all manifested with physical illness because I was not communicating or using therapy or using anything to like tap into the flow of life. Mm -hmm. And I – so I'm very in tune with all the physical things that go on in my body now. And I'm completely off all the medication and have – will never have some i like no i'll never have symptoms for that again because i've like studied so much of it now and it's really i understand how it manifested the way it did
0: wow you seem incredibly in touch with your body and how that is connected to your mind um
1: it took a long time well at least being aware yeah and doing a lot of research
0: it what What are some of the things that you did, you know, after getting this diagnosis and when you started um, getting more in touch with your body, what are some of the things that either that book or that you've sort of learned to process and communicate your emotions? Is it, are the main ones therapy and
1: meditation or is there moving your body? It sounds like perhaps. That was really huge for me. Um, I have a, a trainer. We do capoeira. So that's very like flowy um it's like yoga and capoeira and that kind of thing um so being physically active was very huge mm-hmm. um and then therapy was very huge and then finding the the spiritual connection this this woman really helped me so much um Cause she is well, she's tuned in. She's like a medical into it. Have you ever met
0: no. or like
1: worked with it? No. It's kind of like they know what's going on inside your. It's it's. I still don't fully understand it's it, like but I
0: reiki ish adjacent. No,
1: she does, I think she does a little bit of everything. Okay. But she, you know, meridians and all. Okay. Yes. Ha- she kind of has, like, a little knowledge of all of these different things. So she could incorporate, you know, therapy, meridians, um, this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, like, knows how to, and she's just tuned in somewhere. She's, like, tapped into something. So she channels. fucking cool. Yeah. So she's taught me a lot about the relation of, like, and Laura Chen, we have gotten really close talking about all of this stuff. I mean, we got close on the show, but she has become one of my dear friends because we just love this stuff. And,
0: yeah. yeah. So she taught you a lot about, like, your connection to the universe? Or, like, how would you sum up what Karen
1: has sort of taught you? That we get to, like, communicate with our subconscious – so like we can consciously communicate with our subconscious and change the neural pathways you know our brains are there's a plasticity where we can get in there and like retrain ourselves and um she's taught me a lot about that
0: since we are coming up on an hour god i could talk to you for another fucking hour um, i know me too y- you have so much do it. wisdom within you it is wild and so interesting and uh such a that's so
1: interesting to hear
0: <laughs> it's such a treat because I'm get to like here right. by
1: myself <laughs> that's really nice to hear thanks
0: <laughs> no you have just like you've clearly done a lot of like introspective work and you have put a lot of thought into um kind of into your own thoughts thought of like you put a lot of mm-hmm. thought into your thoughts and how that affects your reality um, and same mm-hmm. with your body. And that it's, I could listen to you talk on this for another hour. Um, one question I wanted to ask before I, I wrap it up is you mentioned earlier in the conversation a little bit about purpose and a little bit about like what your purpose is. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel like you know what your purpose is? If so, what is it? And how did you figure out what it was? And how does that play into How does purpose play into confidence if you think it does?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I definitely do. And I think it's probably always evolving a little bit. Sure. But I do think it helps to start to define it for yourself because then when it starts to evolve, you can be aware of that too. Like I think – I knew coming out here and probably because of the things that I had gone through, like all my journey through everything was like, I knew I wanted to help educate people younger to one, do therapy and to, um, find that thing and follow, follow their, um, inspiration, like what inspires them early on. So that's one of the things Uh, And like at the Groundlings, we're starting to communicate or work together with schools around L.A. And so I'm a part of helping uh, connect with different like the Amazing Grace um, is one of the conservate. I'm not saying it right. They're like a high school age kids from all over the community. Um, so we're going to start doing some shows together and things, uh, so like outreach, that kind of thing. People finding their voice and and their passions and inspiration. And then I also love just gathering people and partying with people and not like in a weird, like drug way always, but like, (laughs) um, (laughs) like getting people, I love making connections. I love getting people like to have a great time i love seeing people have a great time it's like one of my joys so i think one of my purposes is to like bring people together Connection. and raise the vibration
0: yeah yeah. Uh, I fucking relate to that. So no wonder Laura said that we should be friends.
1: Um, <laughs> I, to I can't that. wait to meet in person. I
0: know. Uh, who <laughs> knows when that will be. But uh, With quarantine. But okay. So <clears throat> I've been taking notes on Patty's tips for confidence. And oh. you can c- please jump in and correct me if I'm wrong for any of these. Um Because I don't want to butcher your intention. So let's just dive right in. Okay. Okay. Know the opposite of fear, curiosity, not caring what others think, journal, gratitude in the face of adversity, figure out what you love and do it, find a community of positive people. Look to the positive of things, which is, you know, a throwback to that Midwestern vibe that um, you mentioned. Say the thing. Be bold. Listen to your inner child to pursue something that lights your fire. Have a good support system. Meditate. Tap into the cosmic flow. Live in the moment. Get in touch with your intuition. Move your body. Find your voice. Learn how to process and communicate your actions. I mean, I'm sorry. Learn how to process and communicate your emotions. Um, remember that we can change the neural pathways and connect to our subconscious. Find your purpose and let it guide you.
1: Yeah. You dig? Yeah, I totally dig. Do you want
0: to add anything to that?
1: No, the. The ones that I got really excited about that you said were the community, mm-hmm. finding your community, yeah, and tapping into the cosmic flow. Yeah. I don't know why those were just like, oh. Yeah. Like, just remembering those things, I don't know if that's even a hot tip. It just makes me excited.
0: Well, yeah, but it's also like <laughs> – you can't remember things the sound I'm about to sound so woo woo but like you can't remember it if you're not aware of it right so it's like mm-hmm. first being aware of these things and then you can sort of like make actions or make changes to like be more in line with it but if we're not aware of like for instance the cosmic flow or what it or the fact that we can tap into the universe or that we can tap into my therapist has had this phrase and it was so fucking, it blew my mind, but like that we can tap into the divine through the embodied, meaning like I can tap into divinity through talking to you. Um, Mm -hmm. And like, but if we're not aware of those things, we can't even start to like journey into what that means for us specifically. So it's like, you just being aware of all of these things is like step number one. And then the rest of whatever life we're given we can use to like sort of um like bring that into fruition or like uh, yeah. adjust it. And like you said, like our purpose and our values shift over time. And that's mm-hmm. something that's important to remember too. But like, I didn't even think about my values before I did. I interviewed my meditation teacher a couple months back mm. and she talked a little bit about her values. And I was like, you know, I, the word have value and my values has come up throughout my life, but I've never sat down and written down like, okay, what are my three core values in yeah. life? So even right. that, even just like knowing values exist, but never having really put a pen to paper and write them down. It's stuff like that, yeah. you know.
1: There's something powerful about just putting it down on paper. Totally. Like what do I actually, what do I actually value? Just anal- like – taking a minute to put things on paper I think is really helpful for that. It's so helpful. And one other thing I would add to that, I think we kind of said it, but like I always say this to my boyfriend and it's kind of stupid, but the meats in the moment, like the meat <laughs> it sounds so gross. But like the meat, it's in the moments, like, And you can just like gnaw on those moments and like, I don't know. I think that's something we learn in improv too.
0: Yeah, that is, oh, for sure. But it's like, it's not, and this is another thing. That's that's why I feel like I'm in touch with you. Because this is another thing I've been thinking about is like, life isn't about the big moments. It's not about like getting the job or getting the promotion or getting married or like those big things are so few and far between in life. Mm-hmm. They're not commonplace. What's commonplace are the moments where we can connect to the divine through the embodied or whatever version of mm-hmm. connecting to other humans, however you want to phrase it. But it's this tiny mm-hmm. moments that you will, yeah, that affect people and that you'll remember and that you'll take with you through however much time we're given on this earth. I mean, we're not fucking promised to grow old. We are not. Right. And like... That's right. another thing that sort of helps me at least, like, remember that the meat is in the moments is that, like, I am not promised. <laughs>
1: that sounds so weird the now meat that I hear it.
0: Is in the, the
1: meat is in the moment.
0: But I'm not promised to grow old. So if I don't, yeah, if I don't gnaw on those fucking moments,
1: <laughs> gnaw on those meat chunk moments.
0: I will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking? Should we make shirts? Is that water?
1: Um, It's vodka. No, it's water. <laughs> not yet. I try to take a few days off drinking. I... What's that? A big... A huge jar of water.
0: It's a huge jar. I try to drink three of these a day. But yeah, it has been such a fucking treat talking to you. And... Me uh, too. You just have like a a world of knowledge within you. And so I'm really grateful that you uh, gave me an hour of your time to
1: to share it with me. I'm really grateful that you asked. I was um, really pleasantly surprised to get that message. And... I'm really glad that we both posted full denim outfit pictures on On the the same same day day. because that's why we're here. That's why we're here.
0: (laughs) Thank God for denim. Thank you for denim.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, this was really, really fun. I think it's cool that you do this. It's a huge interest of mine, too, to, like, know people's stories and find out how they got where they are and to be who they are. Mm -hmm. I love it.
0: Yeah. Me too. Thanks for listening to this episode of how the fuck did you get so confident? I'd love to hear from listeners about things that have helped you build your confidence, whether that's a mantra, a routine, maybe a favorite book or an event that you went through, leave it in the review section. Or if you have a question regarding confidence that you'd love to hear discussed on this podcast, you can leave that in the review section as well and I'll check it out. Thanks again.